Under the Dome Radio initial reactions to The Fall, recorded September 1st, 2014. This is Under the Dome Radio, the unofficial podcast by and for fans of CBS TV's Under the Dome. It's episode 42 of Under the Dome Radio, and we've got our show notes over at underthedomeradio.com slash 42. Now we need to hear your feedback for this week's full discussion episode. Just go to underthedomeradio.com slash feedback for all the ways that you can send in your thoughts for us. We're going to be recording a day early, so please get in your feedback this week by Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern time. Under the Dome Radio is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network, and we are sponsored by our affiliate links at underthedomeradio.com slash Amazon. Me, I am at Wayne Henderson, your voice acting, podcasting Green Bay Packers fan. And I am at Troy Heinrichs, worried about my microclimate. I should have worn a sweater as I was podcasting this evening, as we have one explanation as to why this is called the fall. And I guess we'll start there as the oak apparently is the first tree that signifies the changing of the seasons. Who knew? I mean, with that valuable information, I may be able to conquer the world. Oh, Rebecca Pines at it again. And I'm actually surprised that it went the cold route. I thought it was going to go the hot route based on last week's full fan discussion on why Pauline got dried off so quickly. But that means my crazy theory of snow globe by finale is still in play. Yeah, we both thought that that would work out pretty well. We kind of hinted that what if there was an earthquake and a snow globe and it would shake up all the snow? Well, it looks like it's all coming to pass. Actually, I know everybody thinks, wow, Wayne's really been trashing some parts of the show lately. But let me come right out and say I loved the beginning of this episode with Big Jim Rennie and Pauline in the house. And of course, Big Jim's going to question whether or not she's real. And she swears that she is real, that she never died. And we learned about Reverend Coggins and Lyle setting up the accident. But my thing that I took away from that scene is Dean Norris's acting. Dean Norris brought his A-game in these scenes with Pauline at the beginning of the episode. This is some of the best acting that we've had on Under the Dome in a long time. And I really liked it from the standpoint of he really made you feel like Pauline was the bad person in this situation. He was able to project how Junior was treated these last nine years and basically said, you know, you ruined your son. He's not going to want to leave with you. Are you crazy? I raised him. And then once again, boom, right back to him again. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Pauline kind of has a self-importance complex of her own. Oh, I thought if I left town, the dome would actually follow me. Like she's this huge uh, magnetic force of a woman that the entire dome and the universe revolves around. The whole family's a little dysfunctional, but, uh, you know, for her to, even if her and uh, Big Jim didn't have the best relationship in the world, to fake her own death and disappear on Big Jim and Junior Uh, That is a bit of a selfish play that would help ruin a family. And especially have it ruined by your business partner and your lover's ex-boyfriend. I mean, to pull the wool over Big Jim's eyes with those two characters, man, he's really got to be stepping down on his game. I think that uh, Jim Rennie is going to have a few different uh, aspects to his revenge game coming up. Well, apparently the fallout shelter is the only place ghosts appear, at least bloody ones. Were you surprised to see Angie this evening? Nothing surprises me anymore. Um, I didn't expect it to be this soon. 
But uh, I'm glad that she made her appearance and she had a few chats with uh, Junior throughout the episode. Well, I guess our first question for the listening audience this evening is what do you think she meant by when she said, follow your heart? Do you think that that was in relation to Melanie? Do you think that was in relation to Sam? Or do you think that was in relation to his mother? Why don't you give us a call? Plus one, nine oh four four six nine seven four six nine or visit under the dome radio.com slash feedback. We'd like to know what you think Angie's cryptic message meant under the bunker. Ooh, that could be a great series under the bunker. Now, have you ever had the feeling watching a show and it makes you go, sheesh. I mean, first off, Joe and Nori together on the couch. Sheesh. Do we really need that? And oh, crud, Barbie and Julia back together. Oh, sheesh. Junior and Melanie. Oh, and the egg. Jeez. Uh, they got to stop it with this stuff. Well, at least we know how they get those um, you know, prom high school dances, right? You just stick an egg between the dance partners, and that's the space you need to keep. I find it odd that in the discussion a little bit later in the episode, Rebecca Pine, right in front of Barbie, is telling the story how Barbie jumped off the cliff. Again, I didn't see any jumping going on. That's just a little thing bugs me. Oh, man. So what we can say definitely tonight is that we finally have something that actually makes sense on this show. What was that? Well, when you have an earthquake, it's because two tectonic plates in the Earth's crust are moving against each other, either sideways or up and down. So the appearance of a closed, mysterious black hole with actual Earth crust tectonic plates kind of makes sense that it showed up because there was an earthquake before that happened. I'll go with that. I don't know if I find it that realistic, but I'm going to go with it. What the heck? Granted, it was caused by a mysterious glowing egg going over the side first, but details. <laughs> you would not be surprised, Troy, how often that happens. Egg drop soup, anyone? Oh, let go my ego. Hunter, what on earth? For the first week he's on the show, we're kind of intrigued. He's mysterious. He's an IT expert that dresses like the stereotypical uh, IT expert guy. And now all of a sudden he's just become this creepy Fanboy, oh, I just can't believe I'm under the dome in Chester's Mill. This is so exciting. Wait till my friends hear about it. And he also is very untrustworthy. I agree with Nori. I do not trust Hunter. He's in him and Melanie. I don't trust at all. Yeah, I can't believe it. It's Joe, the awesome vlogger. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> the bigger thing I can figure out from him is, of course, the fact that he is the master IT guy. And pushing refresh on your Facebook account doesn't actually make more messages come in when there's no internet signal. This whole science geek out time in this episode was forced. It was annoying. And it was pretty much like an after school TV special on the Disney Channel. I'm actually kind of surprised that Under the Dome hasn't been moved to the 4 p.m. time slot. The thing that bugged me about the radar detector was that at least in the first season when Dodie and Julia were driving around trying to find the power source or the center of the dome or whatever it was, we actually got to see the technology being used in an action. You know, here we literally went from the police station immediately to the bunker. We didn't even get any exploration, any mystery, any intrigue as to how they got there and why anybody asked them, you know, on the way, hey, what's that cool little gadget you got there? What are you doing? And then maybe had like a crowd of people come with them. I think more crowds should be following people around. They're just like hanging out when life and death is hanging in the balance. I, I agree totally. 
I want to know if you were surprised and listeners, were you surprised? Again, give us a call. 1-904-469-7469. Were you surprised that Jack and Claire turned out to be brother and sister? (laughs) I knew you were going to go there. Or should we say Luke and Leia? Or should we say Barbie and Melanie? Were you surprised that they were brother and sister? I mean, I think we called on this podcast very early on that there was some kind of extramarital affair with Don Barbara. He's that kind of guy. Exactly. And when it played out, yeah, no shock value whatsoever in that conversation. None. And that conversation was like, do you mean that we're actually, oh my goodness, really? Save me, save me. But, you know, on a serious, semi-serious note, this other part of it, I don't know if you'd call it subtext or whatever, and this, it kind of seemed like, when Barbie and the hatchling were having that little discussion about being brother and sister and all that, Barbie was having a little bit of a, a power hungry complex. He's talking about how maybe we're special and we're supposed to uh, lead the people kind of, it, it was very Jim Rennie. Like I'm kind of confused. Who's the special one. Well, and I like how in the kitchen he was even like, Hey, little sis, let's go outside and have a chat. Julia, you just stay here. I'll take care of this. Did I mention that I thought at the beginning of the episode that Dean Norris's acting was really good in those scenes with Pauline? Oh, it was great. And the one thing that I loved about their relationship this evening, because I think that's what really makes the episode for me tonight, was the art studio sequence. And they're in there and she felt like this was a place of protection. And then, of course, the minute she talks about that this was her safe place, what does Big Jim do? But go ahead and lock her in with a padlock and says, nope, that's so safe anymore. If it's your safe place, then you might as well be locked in there. Whatever it is that's going on, I am now totally 100% behind whatever Jim Rennie is up to on Under the Dome. Yeah, he seems to be a very complex character, more complex than he's been probably the rest of the season with this episode. He's trying to figure out what's the best for the town, what's the best for my family. And so at this point, we can't read him at all. And I think that's what's going to make the last three episodes with Big Jim Probably the most interesting of the entire two seasons combined. Well, especially since he's beginning to be a lot more like the big Jim Rennie that we loved or hated in the Under the Dome novel by Stephen King. I mean, pulling out a gun and threatening to kill Joe right in front of Nori. That's Under the Dome. Well, then the question there, listeners, is will we go back to the original concept of the four hands having to kill big Jim? in order to make sure the egg is protected. What does that actually signify? Or is that story completely gone altogether? Give us a call at plus one, nine Oh four, four, six, nine, seven, four, six, nine. Again, under the dome radio.com slash feedback. You can upload an MP3. You can upload a picture, a meme, whatever you want to do. You can just go ahead and throw it on there. We would love to get it. Absolutely. We would. And in addition to big Jim acting like the Jim Rennie in the book, which I thought was awesome. Junior is starting to act like the junior that we loved or hated in the book by threatening to kill his Uncle Sam with an axe, just like uh, Uncle Sam did with Angie. Eye for an eye. I think that's one of the Old Testament prophecies that you have from the Bible. Not an axe for an axe or any of that good stuff, but ghost Angie talked him out of it and for whatever reason saved Sam's life for now. Britt Robertson this week is great back on Under the Dome. She actually had a great line where she said, that wasn't love, that was possession. And I wonder if that's the same concept that's happening with the egg in the way Melanie and Julia and somewhat of Pauline are kind of drawn and connected to it. That's a good point. I would not be surprised if they go that route because 
everybody seems to want to own that egg and it has quite a force field when uh, Jim Rennie first tries to pick it up. But uh, his plan worked out pretty well when they go down to the uh, underground tunnels, whatever you want to call them at gunpoint, Jim Rennie goes down there and basically smacks the egg out of Joe and Nori's hands and throws it over the cliff. I literally gave a fist bump to the TV and shouted out yes, because I needed something like that to happen. I thought that was fantastic. But the real question is, is is the kid in his clubhouse going to be there to get the egg to put it on his you know drone helicopter? That's what he should do, because that little kid, I mean, if he can figure out how to work that drone thing, he can deliver and drop eggs. He can be a virtual Easter bunny right there in Zenith. The drone should fly itself with that awesome power source that he has. That You know, the magical land. Anything is possible. You know, we almost got to see Melanie finally die, but not just yet, because thank goodness to the rescue, it's the Prius. That thing gets around so much when apparently you can't recharge it at all. <laughs> propane battery is plugging into that 244 volt connector. That's what would be cool is a propane powered Prius. Try saying that without popping your plosives. The other really cool thing is that we had Big Jim when he went down to the fallout shelter to get that egg. We had him kind of have that same doty like experience with a mini dome last year. Apparently, he didn't actually see the PSAs from the 1980s. Uh, this is your brain, and this is your brain when you touch an egg. You just go flying against the wall. That egg, you know, it's been many different colors. It's a beautiful keepsake, but it's uh, pretty much gone for now. And right near the end of the episode, we get a glimpse of what could have been a short-lived spinoff series called Bill Bushy Goes Back to High School. Till he decides to act on the plan that he overheard and jump off the cliff right as the portal disappears right on schedule. And now Phil Bushy truly is probably dead. Did anybody else have a really great flashback to Steven Spielberg who did Goonies and that pit of spikes at the bottom that data almost falls into? <laughs> yes. Uh, except there were no teeth pinchers lapel in order to save Phil Bushy on his way to his doom. Oh, Phil Bushy of all the characters to have that could have died this week. I w we miss you, Phil. It's always sad when we lose a fellow disc jockey, whether he's a fire starter or has gone astray, you know, in his role as sheriff and other things. Ah, goodbye, Phil. We hope to see your ghost pretty soon. Apparently the doctors really stitched him up well because he had superhuman strength with that shot up shoulder to push that joist out of the way. It's amazing the different ways you can break out of prison in Chester's Mill. Oh, uh, we have so much we could talk about, but we want to save it for our fan discussion, full feedback. We want to hear from all of you. Give us a call, plus one, 904-469-7469. Heck, you can make it a contact right in your smartphone. So at every commercial break, at every commercial break during the show, you should be able to just hit the button, leave a quick thought or comment. We would love to hear from you again. We are going to be recording Wednesday. That is September 3rd, if you're listening to this. And we need to get those in, of course, by 4 p.m. Eastern time would be fantastic. Absolutely. We're, there's going to be a lot for everybody to talk about. So please send in your thoughts and theories. We want to hear your voice and share it on that episode because uh, there's going to be uh, some interesting ways to look at the different changes coming under the dome. Big questions, of course. Why the climate change? Where is Lyle? Why the earthquake and the tectonic plate movement to block off the portal? Is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? And most importantly, will Hunter ever get his email? All of these and many more questions might be answered 
on the next episode of Under the Dome Radio. Again, underthedomeradio.com slash feedback. You can use your smartphone or computer and you can record a voicemail right from the webpage or just leave us written form. We'll read those two or, of course, comment on the website at underthedomeradio.com slash 42. Interesting that it's 42 this week. It is also the meaning of life. And life will change now under the dome in Chester's Mill that all this craziness has happened. But until that time, we will always be here to bring you all of the details from Chester's Mill. Until our full fan feedback episode later this week, I'm at Troy Heinrichs. And I'm at Wayne Henderson. Stay trapped under the dome. Under the Dome Radio. Under the Dome Radio is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Get more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. Get organized in your personal and professional life. Laugh with our clean comedy, theorize over great television shows, and so much more. All waiting for you at noodle.mx.